Up, what up, everybody? Welcome into Alarm Fantasy Football. I'm Howard Bender. I got Andrew Cooper here bopping along. Hello, Coop. How are you today? Good. How are you, man? How was the rest of your birthday? A big day. Uh, it was. Uh, it was spectacular. I finished out my day of work. I went and I sat and I treated my glaucoma. And uh, the wife made me dinner and dessert and had a little nightcap on top of that afterwards. So it was. There you go, dude. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, man. That's like, it's I'm such it's such a dad thing to say, but that's kind of what I want for the rest of my gifts ever. Like to just leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me quiet. Hop in the room with like a plate of food every once in a while (laughs) while I play video games. That that would be. Oh yeah, see, I don't even need to play the video game. I know. I'm okay with that. Um. Well, listen, you know, nothing better than having like a fantastic birthday only to wake up and have the NFL just go. Right. <laughs> and like knock you, knock you around a little bit here as I'm like sitting there. Right. I just did the DFS week 17 watch list. Right. And I had everybody it was all written up and I was, you know, not not excited about like, you know, certain things. But, you know, I was like, ooh, good, solid cash game pay down here. Get me some Russell Wilson in there against the Los Angeles Chargers. Their defense is terrible. And I know Corbin Sutton's concussed, and we'll see what happens. But come on, Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he's averaged, what, I don't know, 228 yards per game over the last three. He's got five touchdowns, one interception. But uh uh-oh, rug pulled right out from under you as uh, as the Broncos – who turn around and they say that they're starting Jared Stidham this week. They're saying it's because they're one and three over their last four games. They want to spark this offense, but we know it's all about the almighty dollar. I mean, this dude's owed like, is he like 37 and a half million dollars vests if he's on the roster March, 2024. So in yeah. March of next year, if Russell Wilson's still on the roster, they automatically, like, immediately locks him in to another $37.5 million. And the Broncos don't want to pay that, or they just don't want to risk the injury. But either way... Well, there is the injury. That's why, Howard. Because, and this is the fault of, again, this is the, the mumbo-jumbo part of the CBA, the stuff that needs to be hammered out the next time. They, they really, they do the CBA like every 10 years, and within two years of them signing it, there's always this glitch where we're like, oh man, we're going to have to fix that eight years from now, right? In this case, what it is, is the rule is if he suffers a serious injury, you, you're not allowed to release players that that suffer injuries at that stage, right? right? So they set up the contract, right? So if he gets a serious injury, they can't just cut him loose. Same thing happened with Derek Carr last year, and they couldn't bench. Uh, so Derek Carr got benched for the last two games for Jared Stidham. So if Jared Stidham is on the team and you have a clause like that, just know you're not playing those last two games. Jared Stidham is like the, the grim reaper to these guys. <laughs> the grim reaper. <laughs> yeah. He totally is. He plays two games a year. He's like the scab, right? The replacements. Oh, he's a uh, Shane. He's Shane Falco. He's Shane Falco. In oh, well, I, you know, foot, you mean footsteps, Falco? Footsteps, Falco, dude. He yeah. took a beating he's, in that sugar bowl, huh? <laughs> Shane Falco. I mean, and John pointed out our QB guru. He was. I, I mentioned that he goes. You know what? Stidham wasn't too bad. So I went back and looked. He actually was okay. Definitely a DFS look. So maybe. Make that little DFS pivot, Howard. Get me a lot I, cheaper. 
already did it right. it's already done like that that news broke out like i don't know like i think you posted something in our slack chat about it and i was like ah crap munchers so i added the the ian rapaport comment just below mine i said all right this is a story that we're watching hence the watch list everybody right yeah, like I've had somebody like, oh, why do you put this guy in the watch list? He's dealing with a concussion right now. Just in case he comes back. That's why it's a watch list. But so I was like, all right, let me add this Ian Rappaport news in here and just say that, you know, before you start setting, building all your lineups around Russell Wilson, maybe this could happen. And then Britt Flynn uh, chimed in. She was like, yep, Schefter just, you know, confirmed it. And I immediately was like, let's take him out. And let's put in little Jared Stidham because I mean, listen, super super cheap, right? And sure. yeah, listen, if you're just if you're just looking for, and I mean, it's it's tough to trust a guy like Stidham in cash, but he did perform well last year, reasonably well. That in order to you know to to pay it down that much, he doesn't really need to do a whole lot to return value. And against the Chargers. I just don't, I don't see him peeing down his leg and and yeah. screwing this one up. I think that this is uh this is a possibility. The only thing that could really deter me is uh if I have to like as Kev Tompkins points out here in the uh, in the chat, if I have to rely on Brian Johnson because my boy Corlin Sutton ain't playing. Right. And Brandon Johnson and uh Lil Jordan Humphrey, they're going to be filling in there. That could be pretty rough. But I'll tell you what, the the beauty of the watch list is this is you can get in uh, and John always tells me to do this, but you can get into these contests, make lineups and reserve lineups on contests that are going to fill. And there's a bunch of people, honestly, that just go and make lineups and never look at them again. And they have Russell Wilson. They have all these guys in that aren't going to play and you can get advantage in those early contests. So, I mean, that's Broncos probably- country. Let's ride. That's right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, th- crazy implication. What do you think happens with Ross? Like if they were to, he can't be traded. Like there's, they don't even have picks to throw in there with him to trade him away. Cause you would have to give up picks for someone to take those, that contract. I think this team might have to go full bridge year. They might have to f- cut, eat dead cap, sign no one so that you can roll cap to the future and just, I mean, just pack it up. And Sean Payton is just the, one of the few guys is just stubborn enough to do that. Right. It's definitely possible. I, I I would think that as a as a coach who's you know a veteran coach with a veteran offensive coordinator going into year two with this system, I think you have to give Russell Wilson that like that that option, right. or, or you have to you have to at least consider. I just I don't see them like you know that's that's the problem is I don't know what their their dead cap hit is or how much they would have to eat if they were to you know it's keep- it's a lot. <laughs> Spoiler, Howard. It's Spoiler, it's a lot. All right, it's so. quite, it's quite a Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I mean, if you if you release him, right, and you take that dead cap hit and you just kind of move on for it, does Russell Wilson pick up somewhere else? Does somebody else say, hey, you know what? We'll give this dude a look. I think he does. And I think that there is. So you have to eat the cap hit, but I think the actual cash money there's some stipulations that you don't act, the owner doesn't even actually have to pay the money. I think the new team, it comes, the money comes from them. I think that that's my understanding on it. So uh, I think maybe they're rooting for that at this point, but I, there yeah, are, no, if you take that dead cap hit, if you cut them and you take that dead cap hit, anything that he, any, anywhere he goes after that, like it's brand new contract. It's, you know, yeah. 
That's it. Right. You take the hit. And so you're right. Maybe that's what they do. They just roll over that, yeah. you know, and they and they take that hit. But I mean, do you if you're the Broncos and you've got guys like I mean, you're gonna have to then you're gonna have to get rid of Judy and you're gonna have to get rid of Sutton. Yep. You're just yeah. gonna have to like like really like legit break it all down and then try and build it back up. Right. They already released Kareem Jackson. And that's so that's what you do, right? So if you do it, you can cut him and designate it as a post June one cut, right? So what that does, it takes half the money and you eat it in 2024. The other half you eat in 2025. And then what you do is you sign nobody and you manage to uh, stay under the cap, even with the dead cap and the money you save from from this year rolls over. It rolls over. And then you paper over the second half of that with a little bit of that rollover money. And now you're back in business. So next year, is when the Broncos end up coming in dead last and getting like the first pick in the draft, which is almost exactly what the uh, Miami Dolphins did. Trading away Laramie Tunzel, letting all the wide receivers leave, uh, you know, trading away all their good players essentially, and then just absolutely ghost ship into the ground, starting Preston Williams as wide receiver one to get that first pick. So they might do it. I mean, it's not crazy. If, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. You might as well. I mean, listen, there's it's it's probably it, given the situation and given the contract that you just had that you handed to Russell Wilson the other year when you made that trade and you know, I mean what you did to the team, you're you're forcing yourself, you're forcing your right. hand into doing it. You're not gonna compete against the Chiefs or the Bills or or you're not you're not even gonna compete against the Steelers. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you're you're in a bad situation. You have to get better and if that means just starting over from scratch, it means we're starting over from scratch. That doesn't listen. That the only thing that that affects for us now here for your fantasy football championships uh, is that Jared Stidham is going to be right, the yeah. guy under center. Which you know, I mean, listen, I don't know. Maybe that uh, does that boost Javante Williams this week now as like, hey, we're going up against the Chargers, Stidham. Let's give a, a run heavy kind of performance here. Right. And it's a good matchup for him, too. So it could very well be, you know, we just got to make sure Stidham doesn't fall on his face. I wanted to ask you, Howard. So this one, the Russell Wilson one, actually does make sense to me. Him being benched. Me and John and Pemba on the previous show were trying to figure out some of these other benchings and why you do it. So I wanted to get your take on uh, one specifically. Sam Howell has now been benched and Jacoby Brissett, journeyman quarterback that's not the answer for the future, most likely is going to start for the Washington Commanders. What are your thoughts? Like just speculating. What do you what's the what's the mindset? What's the what's the what's the reason for doing that? I I I'm having trouble comprehending what what the deal is. It doesn't yeah, it, from a from a normal standpoint it doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless of course you are Washington and you're looking to salvage Sam Howell's reputation right now. Um, you know, maybe you're thinking about trading him. Maybe you're thinking about, you know, making a move and trying to get a different QB under center. And what you've seen from Sam Howell, I mean, listen, Sam Howell weeks, I think John posted it on Twitter, like weeks eight through 13 or 14, Sam Howell was fantastic. But, you know, in the last couple of weeks, it's been absolute garbage. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I don't really, I don't really know the, uh, the, the full reason behind it. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I, I feel like, or, you know, maybe they're just saying, you know what, let's just turtle for the rest of this season. We're not right. going anywhere. Let's just, you know, Brian Robinson's dealing with a hamstring issue. Let's not push him. 
let's uh, let's just ride out the rest of this uh, these last two games yeah. and just get out of the way. They've already got they've already got their their hockey jersey pulled halfway over their head, and they see the they see the fists coming that are the 49ers this week and the Cowboys next week. So they're yeah, just going like, to turtle. They're going going down to the ice on this one. Like do we just do we just like ruin Sam Howell's confidence by having him get just destroyed by that San Francisco defensive line, which is definitely going to do that to Washington after losing to the Ravens like that. Like this defense is now like, oh, oh, like you just poked the bear in the zoo kind of a thing. Yeah, he's already been sacked 60 times this year. 60 times. So, yeah, could be for self-preservation. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, The other one, another benching coming out uh, to the dismay of the, uh, the Italian community, Tommy DeVito has now been benched uh, and we're going to see Tyrod Taylor less rest of the way. Tyrod Taylor was the starter. So it's not crazy. Like Tyrod, mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor lost his job to injury, but I know there are people out there. The, 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 uh, me and the rest of the Twitter meme community is definitely disappointed. Uh, but yeah, I can imagine that the meme community is disappointed. Those of you who have Darren Waller and or Saquon Barkley, on the other hand, are pretty freaking psyched right now because Terod Taylor likes to check it down to Barkley. We know that for a fact. And then you lean on the tight end, and we've seen Terod Taylor do that. And given the fact that the Giants this week are playing the Rams, arguably one of the worst teams to try and cover a tight end this entire season, the the, the Terod Taylor actually, that move, boosts these guys and their value for this week's matchup. I think it does. So, again, I will always love you, Tommy DeVito. I will always love you, Randy Bullock, even though you're on IR right now. But it's time to move on. Tommy DeVito. He discovered discovered America. That's what he did. You know, he's an Italian-American hero. And in this house, you pay him some respect. What is that, Tony Soprano? (laughs) In this house, he's a hero. Have you ever seen Chris Rock's routine about Columbus Day? He's like, first and foremost, he's like, first of all, like, this is when Rock was first starting out. He was funny. He was like, first of all, Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. He discovered the West Indies. Second of all, he discovered land that was already inhabited by people. So that's like me going over to your house and discovering your backyard. Okay. <laughs> he like walks in, he plants, he's like, hey, yo, I claim this land for, for fucking Italy, right? It's true. I mean, it is crazy that we have like definitive evidence that he wasn't even the first, you know, uh, we don't even have to get into that, but he wasn't even the first European to come over. Like we have oh, so artifacts, like, you know, like it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but hey, you know what? Shout out Christopher Columbus. Shout out Tommy DeVito. Pour one out for you there, Tommy. It was, there you it was go. Later, Tom. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Waller, and especially going up against the Rams, man, which to me, you, like, for tight end defenses, it's not always so simple. Right? I mean, like, look at the Carolina Panthers. They are, you look at one source, right, like fantasy points against. The Carolina Panthers are a top five defense against the tight end in letting up points. You go over to uh, FTN, our friends over there, and look at DVOA, they say they're a bottom five team because they haven't played anybody. You know, you start looking at the personnel, who's in, who's out. It, it's such a moving landscape that I put them in buckets, right? So for me, the top tier, the top bucket is Bengals and Broncos. Every statistic across the board says those teams are terrible against the tight end. DVOA, points, you name it. Every source says those guys, right? Boom. Next bucket, Rams are in that bucket. 
Eagles are in that bucket. No matter what source you're looking at, they're saying they're at least saying they are mediocre. But a lot of them are saying they're bad. And we've seen it time and time again. So Waller against the Rams with Tyrod Taylor, I'm in. I'm very much in. Now, in that second bucket, where are we at with the Packers? Because here's the thing, right? We've got a, a bunch of different scenarios going on with the Vikings this week. First and foremost, Kevin O'Connell is not named a starting quarterback. Nick Mullins throws four interceptions, and all of a sudden O'Connell's like, I don't even know if I could go with him. I don't know if they go with Jaron Allen. I don't know if they go back to Josh Dobbs or whatever the case may be. All right, That's going to have a trickle-down effect. Whoever the quarterback is is going to have a trickle-down effect on Jefferson Addison. But no, I don't think no matter who the quarterback is, I don't think it has a negative impact on the tight end. Now, you might be thinking TJ Hawkinson then. Oh, no, 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 no. Torn ACL, done for the season. We've already seen Josh Oliver get involved in the passing attack prior to Hawkinson's injury. So now all of a sudden, do we have Josh Oliver as a possibility here while Johnny, was it Johnny Munt will stay the, uh, as the, the, the inline blocking tight end? He will stay in. He will stay in. I've looked at this one extensively, Howard, because it is it, it confused me for quite some time. I've figured out the Green Bay Packers equation. And I'll tell you this, with if especially if Jordan Addison's out, we'll be in on Joshua Oliver under certain conditions. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, the two linebackers there, have missed time sporadically, especially Devondre Campbell. This past week, Devondre Campbell missed the game. When both those guys are playing, they crush tight ends. They're actually very good against tight ends. When Isaiah McDuffie comes in the game, he is more of a tackling guy and not a great coverage guy. That's when this team gets picked on. So if either one of those guys misses, which Devondre Campbell very likely could miss again, then it's absolutely a DFS play. Maybe a little bit more dangerous in your fantasy championships, but in DFS, he will. if one of those guys is out, he'll be in the right of this picture. Well, what about also the fact that Jair Alexander was just put on the uh, restricted suspended list by the Packers, Crazy, right? So, right? So now all of a sudden, like, you know, you're, you're going to be dealing with Justin Jefferson, so you know safety help is going to have to float to whatever side of the field Justin Jefferson is on which to me also kind of opens things up when you take away that safety. Even though Campbell and, and Walker are good in coverage of underneath routes, you just let them release and get behind the linebackers, and the safeties are like sitting there. They're like K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, and then there's little uh, there's little Joshy Oliver being like, oh, yeah, thank you. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. He'll be in the write-up. There's no question because he's going to be cheap. Uh, and the Jair Alexander thing is crazy, huh? Did you see? I'm, just, I'm hearing different details on it, but Jair himself admitted that he was not a captain for the game. So people, at first, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, they're going to suspend him for messing up the coin toss? That's not that big a deal. It's not the, uh, My buddy in high school messed it up way worse than he did. <laughs> the, the other team said they were going to defer, and he said we wanted to kick. We had to kick both halves. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he didn't pull that one, right? But uh, apparently what happened, Howard, is he wasn't a captain for the game at all, and he's from Charlotte. 
and he just said, oh, you know what? Like, I got a bunch of people here watching the game. I'm going to go be, walk out there. I'll be captain today. You know what I mean? And they were like, you know what? We cannot have people doing that. So I don't know. They got to get their act together over there. But, I, you know, it's good for, good for the passing game to have as many of those guys out as possible because it shifts everybody over one. So the guy that used to be in the slot now moving outside, right? So feeling good about it. Skitty McKinney in the in the chat says, "Watch the video; you'll be amazed." I'm gonna have to go back and uh, and dig that up and rewatch yeah. it. Shout out to Skitty McKinney. Shout out to Britt Flynn, Rex Timotheus, uh, Jared Moore's in the house here. Adam Baird in the house as well. Toronto um, Dave, Matt A, Matt what up, everybody? A? Fatty, oh. of course, dude. The regulars, Kev Tompkins, dude. Robert so let's, Forrest. Let's, let's check out oh, the chat questions guy. here for a little bit. Let's yeah, check out the chat been... question for Lewis. There's plenty of other news that we're going to want to take a look at here throughout. And uh, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about some injuries that we're monitoring, but we always want to make sure that those of you who are here in the chat get that attention that you need, right? So, right. you ready, Coop? I'm ready, baby. By the way, you know, you keep mentioning over and over again how, like, Skinny and his wife sent you those little the, the ginger snaps and everything. Not only did I get the ginger snaps, but let, let me just show you also that this this shirt here, right? Carolina Disco Turkeys. It's a uh, it's a minor league baseball team. Wow! Right? Look yeah. at that. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> right. Skinny Skinny sent me this shirt, so I'm gonna one up you right there with your ginger. Snaps. What? Skinny, I see what your the... ginger snaps, and I raise you one disco turkey. Now I gotta go back and check my. Did you have any idea that people from the South refer to peacocks as disco turkeys? I've never heard such. I was a on the phone life. with Skinny. We were chatting about it, and he was like, and he said something. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we out in the forest, yeah, you go see one of them disco turkeys. I was like, oh, now it makes sense to me. I get it now. Why even have the word pe- peacock if we have disco turkey? Thank you. That's that's legit. My philosophy about that as well. Yeah. I, another another one is why do we have the word jet ski? When boater cycle was sitting right there. <laughs> well, did you, I, I I mean legit have to ask you if you came up with that? No, no, no. I wish I did. Like, I wish where I did. does that I, come from? That's I, really I, I forget where it even came from, but boater cycle is just Why too are we perfect. using jet ski when boater cycle was so readily available? <laughs> I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I, yeah. I don't either, but I'm totally using it's that from now on. Any any perfect. wave runner or jet ski, I will be referring to as a boater cycle. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, let's, let's get to the chat. chat. Let's, let's hit the let's, chat. Double A in there says half point PPR finals time. Bench one. Stefan Diggs, Ezekiel Elliott, or Rashi Rice. Wow, wow, that's that's crazy talk. I mean, if. Personally, when this stuff happens to me, I kind of root for Ramondre to play, and then your decision's made. You start right. Diggs and Rice, right? If Ramondre's out, though, I you might actually be benching Stephon Diggs. Is that crazy, Howard? He has not been it, good. It is crazy. I mean, there's been so much made out of the fact, and I was even talking about it. Over the last nine games, Stephon Diggs has averaged – 50 receiving yards per game. And he's gotten into the end zone three times. Three Three times times in those nine games. Yeah. So the production is not even remotely where it's supposed to be. No, he was so good earlier. Talk to me, though, about like the coverage, like the defensive coverage. 
you know, one of the one of the things that that the Patriots, if you look at DVOA, the Patriots do not handle the slot well. And Stefan Diggs takes a, a decent number of snaps out of the slot. So, you know, can the Patriots cover him? Can the Bills stop Zeke on the run? But then you've got Rasheed Rice, who I literally I just put in there. I was like, Rasheed Rice could very well be like just a lock for any cash game in DFS. A lock is your wide receiver three. The guy's been averaging like, you know, I think it's like like six or seven catches for 70 yards per game uh, over the last like five or six games. Like, I mean, he's just been such a model of consistency on a team that so desperately needs a consistent wide receiver. So last five games for Rice, 10 targets, nine targets, 10 targets, nine targets, 12 targets. I mean, yeah. it's difficult to bench that guy. Diggs started off this year. 500 plus yard games out of the first six games and since that he has not cracked uh he had one game with 86 like seven weeks ago six seven weeks ago has not cracked the uh, 100 not even close so i don't know man i think you might actually be benching Stephon Diggs, as crazy as that is uh last time they played the patriots he had six for 58 and a touchdown which you know the touchdown's nice but six for 58 it's fine right yeah it's very mundane. So just, you know, let's let's wait and see what happens here. Uh, fortunately, none of these guys play until Sunday. So you can sit there and wait and see. If Ramondre Stevenson does come back, Zeke is the easy bench there. So yeah. stand by on that one. Uh, MG403 says, Standard League, Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Gus Edwards needs three out of these. So, so Eckler, Monty, Singletary, and Gus Edwards, you got to bench one. Yeah. I honestly might be benching. <laughs> Eckler. Might be. <laughs> I can't be Eckler. You had better. It is funny to say that, but you can't be Eckler. Can't be Eckler. Uh, he, had a good, he had a better game last week. He has a good matchup this week against the uh, Broncos. Uh, might be the Gus bus that you're benching here. I know he got in the end zone again, but he really is just empty, empty touchdowns. You know, I think I would. Singletary's got the 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 uh, Titans, which is not a good matchup, but he's getting all the work. He's getting all the work, and he's getting the passing work as well. Monty gets into the end zone too. Yeah, probably. Listen, I, me personally, I mean, it's a standard league, so Eckler catching any passes doesn't mean anything. And the question mm-hmm. is, is is he going to run it between the tackles enough to like really make any kind of an impact? So I'm gonna, you know what, man, I'm just I'm gonna vote for sitting Eckler because I'm a son of a bitch. And I wrote the article before the season started telling you to fade him anyway. So Shouldn't have him. Yeah. You got, I mean, yeah, you got, it's your own fault for, for having Eckler on your roster right now. So Singletary played the Titans two weeks ago, the week before last, and he had 170 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. say to bench him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going through it. I don't know, I think I would bench Gus, but <laughs> if you if, – I mean, it's not crazy to bench Eckler. We're then, on the yes. split side here. Come hit us up. Come hit us up, uh, you know, again tomorrow. We're going to be doing this show again tomorrow. So come hit us with that question. Maybe some news will break and and, and, we'll, uh, and we'll hear something. Um, he also wants to know, would you bench Devontae Adams and play Rashid Shaheed? I'm not. No, I can't. I know Adams. I The the teams where I have Devontae Adams are not in the championship. I'll tell you that because he put up less than a point last week. But I'm still going with Adams. He just has... Better, he has a good matchup, better upside. He's got better upside. He's got a good matchup. Yes, last week was a terrible week for him, but the weeks before that, the couple of weeks before that, 
solid effort. And this dude sees double digit targets. You can't, you can't just, you know, look at last week and be like, oh, well, he won't catch for four yards and then bench him. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Uh, good afternoon. He had, had Legereus Sneed on him all day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rex says, thank you for a great season. You're welcome, Rex. Thank you for being here day in, day out, man. We appreciate that. Uh, Robert Flores. Ooh, little shout outs here. A little happy belated birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Britt, Kev, Rex, more Britt, more Kev. More birds. Jared Stidham. He sucks. Fatty McFats afternoon. Uh, Rex doing a little bragging here. Made seven out of nine playoffs. Only made it to two championship matches, but compared to making it to none last year, it's the first time. Listen, I played in 38 leagues this year. I'm in two championships this year. All right. Shit happens. The, it, the, the real measure, the, honestly, the real measure of how good of a fantasy player you are is making the playoffs. It's making the playoffs because anything can happen in one week. So if you're consistently making the playoffs and putting yourself in the Plinko machine that is fantasy football playoffs, then you're a good player. So seven of nine is good and winning any one championship is good. Uh, Britt Flynn dropping the info here. Cowboys linebacker Rashawn Evans released because he was arrested for weed possession in Frisco. Are you is, is weed not legal down in Texas? That's a shame. You want to get high? I would think that in a state like Texas, I'd really want to just be high if I was going to be in Texas. At all. That's what I'm saying. So that's uh, that's that's uh, that's disappointing for the Cowboys. There. Uh, oh, here, Matt A. Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy? Yeah. So we we have to get your answer on this because we got this question last show, Howard. Ah, we, okay. we both weighed in. That's why yeah, we told Maddie to check in with you. So what are your thoughts on that? So Dak going up against, was it Miami this week? No, da- Miami's no, at um, the Ravens. It's the uh, 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 Dak wait, has, Miami has the Ravens. Yeah, and yeah. Dak, Dallas gets Dak has the Lions. Yeah. All right. So Dallas here. Well, here we go. Dallas at home against Detroit. That is actually, listen, anytime you have to look at the Cowboys passing attack for a home game. They're undefeated at home. Right, I think they're like seven and zero at home, six and one against the spread at home. So you know, I I really like that. Here's the thing with with Brock Purdy, it has nothing to do with what happened to him last week. It has everything to do with the fact that you know if he did get shaken up and they held him out to be precautionary, I I don't see why they wouldn't just unleash McCaffrey on. Yeah, the Washington Commanders, and not even just that. Maybe Jordan Mason. I mean, the, the the Commanders game. This definitely, like, I could see Brock Purdy having a good game here. Maybe throws for like two thirty and two touchdowns. But I think Dak at home in a in a potential shootout with the Lions. I think it's a fifty three and a half over under right. in this game. I would probably just take Dak on the Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like you were talking about, so like assuming you have Jalen Hurts versus the Cardinals ranked one, like most people do, we're talking about QB two versus three this week because the implied point totals for these teams are both like 30. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't really go wrong. This is one where there's no wrong answer, but there there inevitably will be a right answer. But I agree with Howard that I said Dak and John said Purdy. That's why the question's coming. Ah, okay. Well, I'm with uh, you on Dak then. So yeah, we're both going against the QB whisper. I don't even know if that's good business. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. What were you thinking Dangerous about? game. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is, like, I just the the difference is with a 13 and a half point spread and you know who Washington is and I know you can throw on them and teams do. But I just the way Pollard's playing, there's no way the Cowboys just, in my opinion, just steamroll the Lions and run it all day. Whereas, as you pointed out with McCaffrey, that's a distinct possibility. So uh, I just feel like Dak is he's good floor, high ceiling. Yes. Good floor, high ceiling. Agreed completely. Um, I mean, listen, you've got a good floor and a high ceiling with uh, with Purdy as well. However, again, you're in you're in a much more Dallas versus Detroit. These teams are still vying for the number one seed overall, home field advantage in the playoffs. Got to see what the Eagles still do. Got to see what the Niners still do. Dallas and Detroit. This this game is it's a very strong playoff potential matchup here. And you know, I think both teams want to uh, want to want to tilt the advantage uh, in their direction. The good news, Matt, is that your opponent can't start either of those guys against you because you got them both. Yeah. Uh, Adam Baird says we've helped him guide him to a uh, fantasy championship here for mucho denaro. Um, yes, I know. I was just making a joke. He wants to know Shane Falco or, or Browning. So I'm going to assume that's Flacco against the Jets versus Jake Browning. Going up against the Chiefs. Neither is a great matchup here at all. No, it's not. And I think that, like, when I look at the statistics for these guys, they're actually not even that far off. But the difference for me is that Browning without Chase is just not as appealing to me. If Jamar Chase is playing, it'd be a lot easier for me. But I think I'm going to go with Flacco, even against the Jets. All right. There you go. I, um, yeah, I, I just really. Uh, I'd probably go Shane uh, Shane Falco, Joey Flacco against the Jets as well. Yeah, uh, tougher matchup. He's got to focus on the middle of the field. He's got to focus on the short passing game here against the Jets. Take Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed kind of out of the equation a little bit. But you know, revenge game narrative here for uh, for Joey Flacco. You can yeah, throw that in there. The good news is that now that snow is extinct, you don't have to really worry about weather or anything at these New York games or any of this. <laughs> right? It's like, I haven't seen any snow. It's, it's nice out here. So he's also got a flex play here. Demarcus Robinson, Christian Watson, Gabe Davis, Zamir White, assuming Jacobs doesn't play. All right, so if Jacobs is out, then Zamir White is the no-brainer. Easily. Yep. He always looked good. Uh, I can't trust Gabe Davis, dude. No chance. He's got a handful can't of games. Christian with- Watson either with that hamstring. Now, and Demarcus Robinson looks fine. So I think I would go Demarcus. Gabe Davis has, has more games with no catches than he does with catches of his last like five or six games. Yeah. I would, um, I would say white if Jacobs is out and if not, then Demarcus Robinson, definitely I'd pivot there. Yep. I like it. All right. More dead cap hit, more Wilson stuff. Screw him. Um, Britt so bad wanted to be, you got a yes, a probably so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to put Josh Oliver in the waiver wire article, but couldn't do it without knowing who the quarter. Yes, you can. <clears throat> yes, you can. Britt. It's okay. You can do whatever you want. This is America. True. Uh, thanks. Thanks to Tommy DeVito for discovering it. Um, I, thought, I thought this was America. <laughs> Britt Flint says I need help because I'm tilting on quarterback I lost Herbert and had Goff as my backup but he's facing the Cowboys and I'm afraid the Lions are just going to run all over them I picked up Flacco oh, you know I'll tell you what off. here's the funny thing I actually dropped 
Jared Goff as well because he's playing the Cowboys because I don't like Goff on the road and I don't like that pass rush. I had the benefit of being able to pick up Stafford. Although, could this be a a, a a game where Kyron Williams goes off and, you know, the Giants defense suddenly makes Stafford look like an idiot? But Britt is now sitting here with, uh, with Goff versus Flacco. Where are you? I'm going Goff, man. I can't go Flacco against the Jets. Flacco against anybody else, I might do it. But I just can't. I'm going to go Goff. Goff's going to be just fine. High over, under. He'll be all right. Uh, and what, about, what about Goff versus Stafford? Which way would you go? I'm Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Stafford is a great spot this week against the Giants. I mean, he's been cruising. And the Giants starting rookie corners, whole deal. So, yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Double uh, A says, who's the best person to follow for kicker matchups? That would be uh, at, Linda. at Lindellians. Linda, uh, L-I-N-D-L-L-I-O-N-S. She puts in a lot of work. She puts in a ton of work. She, you know, there's a few other guys. Obviously, Danny Carter takes it, you know, takes pretty seriously. But Linda, that's where we go. Yes, I agree. And I'm going to pop that right here into the chat so that people can say kicker, follow. Just make sure we get her, uh, her Twitter handle in there properly. And there it is. And there, there is. it is. Um. All right, let's see. Disco Turkey Talk. Born and raised, born and raised in Mississippi. I've never heard of Disco Turkey. Motorcycles blowing Skinny's mind there. <laughs> I, I I don't even remember where I heard it, dude. But it's all I all I can think of when I see those puppies now. The motorcycle. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Hotter than fish grease. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a an old one that you guys yeah, Brit. That's a throw. That's a throwback, dude. I still don't quite understand that one. Um, Trash Panda from Skinny. Yeah, we know that that's Raccoon. That's a good one. Uh, Toronto Dave says PPR, Rashid Shahid or Jalen Warren? Mm. I think I would go, honestly, in PPR, I think I'm going to go Shahid. Just because he's he's led the team in routes run. Even even with Olave, he's been up there. With MT out, in all the games with Michael Thomas out, he's had a 20% target share or greater in every one of those games. So I'm giving myself a chance at upside with Shahid. All right, Brad Testerman in the house here. Thanks for everything this year. You're welcome, Brad. Sorry. One more question here. Look at that. Uh, starters, JJ, uh, Justin Jefferson and Olave, uh, Gibbs and Bijan. Yes, I agree with that. Who should I start in the flex between DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker III, or Saquon Barkley? Wow. DK has been so good lately. I have a hard time benching him, but Kenneth Walker is also in a good spot this week as well, going up against the Steelers. Uh, and then Saquon's got the Tyrod Taylor boost. I think I would still go DK. What do you think, Howard? Yeah, I'd probably go DK here as well. Yeah, he's been great. I agree. Diggs or DK or Pittman? I think we're both on DK here. Yeah, DK. Yep, 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 yep. All right, all right. That's the rest of Matt's group there. We see it, we see it. Um, Angie Hatfield says, Howard, curious, which state would you not want to be high in? It's a good question. Good, <laughs> That's a good question. Good Probably question. also still Texas. <laughs> mm. Even though you, if you were in Texas, you don't, you want to be high, but it's dude, it's all hot down there. Yeah. I don't think there's a single state where I don't want to be high. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yes, indeed. 
Fatty McFat says, if Trevor Lawrence is out, who do I choose out of Aiden O'Connell, Mason Rudolph, or Trevor Simeon? Or do I jump off a cliff? It's a dynasty league. Yeah, might be that last one. Uh, I feel like I feel like Aiden O'Connell gives you the best bet. Like at least I've seen we've seen him have a good game. That we see him, we saw him have a game that with the defensive touchdowns, he didn't have to do anything, but he also didn't lose the game. So I think it's O'Connell right now. Uh, oh, he's also throwing Bailey Zappi into the fray. Still O'Connell. Um, but 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 here we go. More trash panda talk. Um, here we go. Uh, Allen Press. Oh, Allen, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, or Matthew Stafford. Which one do you bench? Wow. Red velvet cupcake on the oh, just a regular cake. Red wow. velvet cake on so the So there's a big yeah, the cream red cheese frosting. Cake. Probably gotta be, dude. Uh, cream cheese frosting on carrot cake. That is oh, oh that's <laughs> yum 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 yum. That's top tier, dude. Um, I think I, out of this trio here, I'm benching Stafford uh-huh. because I, because at any point, Kyron Williams could just take over and Stafford doesn't need to throw against the Giants. Yep, I'm with you. Which defense do you like? Colts, Ravens, or Broncos? I don't really want to start the Ravens against Miami, even with them, even with Miami kind of banged up. I think I would start the Broncos against the uh, Chargers. Easton Stick, yeah. That's where I'm going. That's Easton where I'm going with stink. it. Easton <laughs> Stink. Get it going. Broncos in there. What did I say on Twitter? The Oh, Easton Stick it to the Eckler owners when he pushed it. <laughs> down. Thank you very much. I'll play in the room all evening. Try the beat. That's right. That's right. Uh, Gino or Mullins in San Francisco. G- oh, jeez. I actually don't like be wanting Komet and McBride in the same league. I actually don't at all mind Gina. If you so he he got hurt and missed the game, but if you really go back and take the last like six or so weeks, which I did, and look at points per game, Gino hasn't been bad. Ten, he's averaging like 20, 19 points a game. It's like he's a top ten quarterback over that span. So yeah. Gino's fine. You know, he he's just last year he was so good that we we've kind of. Taking it too far with our opinion of where Gino is. Shout out to Charlene Erickson, by the way. She was in my uh, in my Scott. Well, she wasn't in my Scott Fishbowl division, but she was at the live at the live draft. draft. She was in the roundtable pizza division with nice. Angie, actually. Shout out! Look at that SF in the house. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us here. Um, start two. Oh wait, 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 actually, Komet or McBride? She's got that same league, uh, that oh. same matchup. McBride, go McBride, McBride, yeah, and any sort of PPR, McBride is locked in at like at tight end two, and even in standard, like maybe you have a Kittle ahead, maybe you have a Laporta ahead, but he's not outside the top five. Komet is also he left the game with a little bit of a knee tweak, so Komet is for me a guy where I look around at that middle of the pack group and I say if I have any option that doesn't have a knee issue going on, I'm gonna start that guy instead. All right. Start two out of uh, Nico Collins, Demarcus Robinson, Rashid Shahid, Gerald Everett. Yeah. So Gerald Everett, I he even with Donald Parham out, he still only played like seventy percent of the snaps. I don't Eight like targets per game the last three straight games for Everett. Everett. Yeah. Eight including it, each, including against these Broncos, but he's still just not. 
it's, yeah, it's not, not great. Player. Yeah, it's definitely not great. I'm going Nico Collins and I'm going Rashid Shahid. Go big. Give yourself a chance at upside. Yeah. Everett, Everett to me is, you know what, Everett? Everett's like a good cash game DFS yeah. uh, tight end because you're paying down and you know what you're getting out of him. You're probably getting five or six catches for like 40 to 50 he always he always takes every single week you can count on him catching a screen and looking like he's going to take it for like 30 40 yards and then getting tackled by the very first player he runs into but (laughs) that but he always gets like seven or eight or nine yards on that play that's a you can jot that play down every week gerald everett screen for like nine yards well, I'm in on Collins and Shahid for you as well. What about defense? Rams, Raiders, Ravens. Yeah, I really Ravens. I don't want to start them against the. Uh, I I answered. Well, I mean, how do you not start the Raiders defense? Come on, four defensive touchdowns in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. They've been amazing. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Ravens did. I will say for the Ravens, they they did just beat up on a team that runs this same exact offense, right? So why wouldn't you go with the Ravens there? I know Miami could put points on them, but you know what? So could is San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Go with the better. Go with the the better defense in a vacuum is the Ravens. Go with the Ravens. Yeah. And listen, I mean, because you know the the Giants are going to get Terod Taylor back. They're not going to take a lot of risks in this offense. So I don't know what you're looking for as far like what you're looking at for like defensive turnovers. Like that's yeah. just that's a that's a, a, a you know a big thing for me. And then you know the Raiders in this matchup there for them. I mean they're um yeah it's the Colts. It's Gardner Minshew. I don't know. It's not really. I mean they could go run centric as well. You know. Yeah, but the Colts have been good. They're they're fine team. They're a playoff team. Every team in the league is eight and seven or seven or eight, right? Like everyone's playoff team. All right. Before we wrap up the uh, the the chat here, a couple of more questions that we're going to get to. I just want to shout out to our sponsors at Underdog Fantasy, right? And let everybody know that you should be playing pick'em contests over at Underdog Fantasy. You get the QR code right here on the screen. If you don't like zapping QR codes, just go over to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog. Use the promo code ALARM. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Haven't seen a featured player yet, so keep be on the lookout for that. Yesterday, Coop and I gave you a couple of uh, players to look at here. Uh, we're going to give you two more picks today. Coop, where are you going to start? Yeah, so I've got one here. And again, we talk about outs a lot in this situation. I'm going to go with Nick Mullins, 251 and a half passing yards. And I'm going to say lower for a number of reasons. One is because I truly don't believe that he's going to throw for more than 251 yards without TJ Hawkinson, without Jordan Addison. The other is I don't really love the matchup for them going up against Green Bay, even if Jair Alexander is going to be out because he uh, made himself captain, honorary captain for some reason when he was playing Charlotte. And the other is that we don't know who's going to start here, which means that even if he starts, there's a question of whether he could get benched or not, right? And the rules over at Underdog say that if a player is active and plays at least one snap, then the bet is legit. If he doesn't play any snaps or he's completely inactive, then it's void. That doesn't cost you anything. It just means it's nothing. But if he goes out there and gets benched or if he doesn't start and then he comes off the bench to play, then you hit the bet. So I'm going to go ahead and say lower on the 251.5 for Nick. 
I like it. I like it a lot. I was actually kind of eyeballing something similar with that um, as well. So I'll pivot over to, I'll go to the wide receiver. I'll go to some place where we, uh, we've, we've been all too comfortable. Uh, Chris Godwin, who's looked absolutely fantastic over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more active in there. Uh, takes the majority of his snaps where out of the slot. Alante uh, Taylor. Oh, there it is. Guy. But I mean, it's not even just that. It's not even just Alante Taylor. It's the fact that, you know, Mike Evans is, is you know, no Marshawn Lattimore. So you don't have the Evans and Lattimore fight brawl that happens. So what you're going to have to do is like, I guess uh, if Adebo is going to be on Evans for the most part, maybe there's some safety help floated there. It's going to leave a lot of one-on-one coverage here for Chris Godwin. I like the 61 and a half receiving yards. I actually, to be honest with you, I would prefer to see what his receptions prop is and maybe take his receptions prop. But for the time being right now here on underdog, they've only got his receiving yards listed. And I will say higher than 61 and a half. Yeah, I love him, man. I mean, the, the reality with Godwin is that if you look back, he was dealing with a bunch of different injuries. He had a neck issue, a knee issue. I believe early on he had a finger issue. And now that he's healthy, man, he's looked like himself, right? Like there was elbow soreness, right? Neck soreness, elbow soreness. So Godwin's back, baby, back on the menu. Godwin is back. So there you go. Nick Mullins uh, lower than 251 and a half passing yards. Chris Godwin higher than 61 and a half receiving yards. We made some picks yesterday. Again, you can just go back and look at yesterday's episode uh, on the uh, Fantasy Alarm YouTube page where you're watching us right now, where you're hitting the like button. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, And uh, yeah, and we'll give you a couple more picks uh, tomorrow. Uh, on the show as well. Again, head on over to Underdog uh, Fantasy, the QR code, which is right there again. and uh, Or you can just go to fantasyalarm.com slash underdog and use that promo code ALARM for an instant match deposit up to $100. Let's get back to the chat here, Coop. A couple of more questions kind of floating in here. Um, Rex Timotheus says he's benching Waller. Need one to replace Joshua Palmer, Parker Washington, Jonathan Mingo, or Zamir White. Well, right off the in. bat, it's it's White if Jacobs is out. If Jacobs is out. If Jacobs is playing, I would go ahead and unbench Waller and play him. But if you want to bench Waller, I guess you would go with Josh Palmer, right? With Easton Stick. I mean, he's your best bet. Devontae Parker, man, has been okay. Parker Washington is not a really a full-time player. And then, I mean, I'm not going to start Mingo. So personally, I'm going to just start Waller. But if you if you really are opposed to Waller Rex, then I guess Palmer. But first and foremost, Zamir White with no Jacobs is locked in. Should I be terrified to start Tua if Murray is not able to play in full this week? Which Murray are we talking about? Are we talking about Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray? I would start two over Kyler Murray. And I'm a Kyler Murray guy. I'm probably going to start Kyler Murray in a deep league where I have him, but I'm still going to start two over Kyler, even yeah, against I, the Ravens. Yep, I agree. I agree, especially Tyreek Hill. I mean, we've seen we've seen the Ravens secondary give up, like, you know, right. pass, you know, receiving yards. We've seen it. Like, a couple of weeks ago, the, the Rams did it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, let's see. Major injury concerns with this one. So I'm just, uh, uh, who plays 
Pacheco, Stevenson, or Javante Williams? Well, I mean, Pacheco, unlikely to be cleared from concussion protocol. Stevenson, we have no idea if he's even going to be back. And he'll share time with our good friend Ezekiel Elliott still. Javante Williams against the Chargers. Got a new quarterback who likes to check it down. Joe Lombardi loves those passes to the running back. I'm in on Mm -hmm. Javante. I'm in on Javante. And I'm in on Javante over Stevenson if Stevenson plays too. If Pacheco plays, which he's probably not going to, then you'd have more of a question. But you're probably going to be starting Javante Rex. Shout out to Howard Bender, who's in two championship games and picked up Clyde Edwards-Alaire off of waivers in both. Oh, look out now. Oh, man. Would Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week, if no Pacheco and no Jarek McKinnon? I'd flex right now, but I want to rip this sweatshirt. (laughs) Don't want to rip rip your new Peacock shirt, your new disco turkey shirt. No, it's 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 old actually. It's new. It, it's new looking because I haven't been able to fit into it in like the last like four or five years. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's the. I have uh, been lifting weights and doing cocaine all day. I have not been lifting weights. <laughs> what? Next um, question. <laughs> I, yeah, listen. I'll say this. There you go, Coop. You want to know something? Like birthday. Like, shout out to everybody out there who, like, showered me with some amazing birthday love yesterday. I got all these pictures posted of me on Twitter, and I literally just went to my wife, and I just started scrolling down. I was like, look at these. How the hell do you let me get as fat as you let me get? It's like, really, it really helps you appreciate the diet, the the, the Slim Howard. Oh, my God. Unbelievably. unbelievably. I got a diet coming up soon. <laughs> Uh, Monday, January 1st is when the great, the big, uh, our diet contest, the Big Chungus Challenge kicks off. So ah. I've won I've won in the past. I'm definitely primed up to win You're this year. You're in good shape, though. So I don't even know. That's right. Oh, that's this, me. Burns has it right. I've been putting it on. So Big Chungus Challenge coming up. Baby. Let's go. Final question for a championship here from Rex Timotheus. Waller, Likely, or Logan Thomas? It's Waller for us. Oh, no. I mean, oh, I have, shit. I currently have likely ahead against my. Do you? I do. I'm just a little worried that Waller's not going to be a full time guy, but it's very close. It's very close. Um, I said, I'm, I don't I don't hate that. I definitely don't hate that. The Ravens, uh, you know, the matchup for uh, for them against Miami is uh, is a solid matchup. Miami's mid level at best against the tight end. Exactly. Yeah. Mid, mid to mid to plus, but you're right. It, it, I have him back to back, but I'm going likely going. Likely. All right. He's going likely. I'm still leaning Waller, but we'll talk. I think it's, I mean, you can't, I feel like they're so very close. We, we both agree. Logan Thomas out of the question. Oh, Charlene's got a nice one here. She's got yeah. McBride and Kelsey in another league. Do I pop one of those in the flex over Zay flowers, Brandon, Ayuk, or Ty Chandler? Chandler gets the Packers on Sunday Night Football, week run day. Ayuk going up against the Commanders' terrible secondary. And Flowers in a a potential shootout here with the Dolphins. No, I think you got to start Kelsey against – Kelsey against the the Bengals is just too good of a matchup. And then I start Brandon Ayuk against Washington. I think you got to have McBride on the bench. I think it's McBride, very good full PPR player, but Mm – you know, he's not really rattling off like hundred yard games. So you've uh, you got to go for upside. Kelsey and Ayuk, famous last words right there. Famous last words. Hurts. Hurts. Amy Barry says Blaze or Lufa half point PPR. Right now, got to go Blaze. 
this season, but Lufa, I mean, Dynasty really got a stash Lufa. But I think Blaze Blaze has a lot more tricks right now. Your dogs are definitely smarter than Lufa is at this stage. But you know, it's it's getting it's getting closer, JB. It's getting closer. <laughs> Uh, the injury of Waller is a concern. Honestly, uh, what 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 now? What what injury does he have now? I didn't see an injury designation. Heck, you talking about? Quit scaring us. What are you talking about here, Rex? Oh yeah, Darren Waller listed officially as questionable with a knee issue. He All right. That out. Well, there you go. That that tilts it over to likely a little bit more, huh? Yeah, for sure. What? Why? He better stop that. He better practice. Was he limited or do not practice? He was a he was limited, limited in Wednesday's walkthrough, but it was yeah. just a walkthrough. It's so. enough to it's enough to be a tiebreaker in that range, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Pollard, Achan, Montgomery need two. Wow. Pollard has been pretty rough, but he's the only full-time guy of that crew. So I think I am going to start Pollard, and then it's between A-Chan and Monty. Howard, what do you think? I think I'm leaning Monty because I know that you can run on Dallas. Yeah. Leonard Hankins, he's out for the foreseeable future, right? Uh-huh. He did he uh, – yeah, did not, did not practice again this week with the ankle. I think he, they're playing on him missing a couple games at least. So, yeah, go with A-Chan uh, on the bench. All right. Laporta or Jawan Johnson, not Jefferson? Laporta. It's Laporta. Laporta. Jeff- Jefferson, he's still he's been surviving on touchdowns. He doesn't have a single game with 50 yards this year. It's and I'm not doing it with Juwan. Yeah. Laporta for me as well. Metcalf or Swift at Flex? Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ha. Ha. Pow. Pow. Metcalf. <laughs> Um, and look at that. There you go. We've uh, we've cleared the deck. The questions are over. We thank everybody for tuning in here over at Alarm Fantasy Football. Coop and I will again be here tomorrow, same time, 2 p.m. So you can throw down the questions again for us. Maybe we get some extra news, some notes, things like that. But in the meantime, we thank everybody for tuning in. We thank Brian Burns, our illustrious producer. And uh, yeah, for Andrew Cooper, I'm Howard Bender. It's been Alarm Fantasy Football. We'll catch you next time. Those turd nuggets. Dude, <laughs> 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 <laughs>